Hey there, Pearlside Small Group Leaders. Welcome to another Small Group Leaders podcast where we help you prepare to lead your small group. Uh, this is Pastor Billy here. I'm joined by campus missionary extraordinaire Lexin Lomibao uh, from our downtown congregation. And uh, we're diving into this week's discussion guide in, uh, in our series, Bless, Bringing uh, Heaven to Earth. And, you know, as we said throughout the series is, is that Jesus came to bring the values of the kingdom of God to earth. And recognizing that his values are very different from the world's values. And when we align ourselves with his values, uh, we position ourselves to experience his blessing. And that's really what this series is about. And as Jesus unfolded uh, this Sermon on the Mount, he was just downloading the values of the kingdom of God into us. And as Mm -hmm. we align ourselves with his values, we experience his blessing. And so, you know, one of his most challenging teachings is the one found here in Matthew chapter 5. And we're going to look at that. Uh, We looked at that this weekend. And, uh, you know, he talks about, it's not just about not committing adultery, but it's committing adultery in your heart. And he says some crazy things like cut out your eye, cut off your arm, right? Yep. And um, really challenging us to consider this whole area of godliness and holiness. Um, and a lot of times when we read passages like this or we hear sermons about it, we just think, oh man, it's just rules. You know, God is just trying to shove rules down our throat and, you know, he's trying to steal all our fun. And mm-hmm. um, But the reality is this, and I really wanted to highlight this, is that ultimately it's because God wants us to have blessed relationships. It's the way that God designed us to live and humanity strayed from God's pattern. And so in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is trying to reclaim, these are the values of God. This is how I designed you, mm. to have blessed relationships. Therefore, do not commit adultery, right? I want you to have blessed families. Therefore, don't even look at someone lustfully, right? It, 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 because I want your families to be blessed and your families to thrive. And so that's, I think, the m- most important thing that I hope people take away is God wants us to have blessed relationships. And therefore... We have to steward our desires. We have to steward what we look at, right? We have to guard what we look at and our thought life. And we have to guard how we interact in the world. That's why he said, cut out your eye. Guard what you look at because what you look at, you're going to think about. And what you think about most, you're eventually going to act on, right? So you have to guard that. And of course, he wasn't, you know, um, encouraging self-mutilation, you know, by cutting out your eye and your arm. If he was, he he missed the very other important body parts he could have addressed anyway. Absolutely. um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, But what he was doing is is hyperbole to say, hey, take this seriously, guys. Mm -hmm. Take this so seriously because I want you to have blessed relationships. And if you don't take this seriously, you're not going to have blessed relationships. Mm. And ultimately, at the end of it all, um, we're we're called to be faithful because Christ has been faithful to us. I mean, Christ lived a holy life in our place. And just as he was faithful to us, he calls us to be faithful back to him. We were bought with a price, Scripture tells us. And so, you know, there's a lot we can talk about, a lot we shared in the weekend sermons. Um, But along those lines, you know, the first question is, what stands out to you? What is the Lord highlighting to you as you reflect on the main thought and Scriptures above on this topic of guarding our heart, guarding our thought life, because God wants us to have blessed relationships? Lexan, what what stands out to you? What would you share in this moment? Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely believe that even in the society that we're living in, I mean, it's very sexualized and we look at things where it's like, it's, you're just looking. But one thing that I heard, I think it was from Craig Rochelle, he said, if you look at Samson, and if you don't know who he is, Samson was the guy with long hair, super strength, but he also slept with a prostitute and the prostitute cut off his hair. And, and he made this distinction where he said, the place where he was at first and the place where the prostitute was, it was actually almost, I'm going to estimate, I might butcher it, but it was like 52,650 steps and those are 52,650 different opportunities for him to 
change his mind yeah, but so for us it starts off with a thought that results mm -hmm. into the action and behavior and then one other thing that i realize is that when we look at somebody that's not our spouse we're not loving our spouse in the way that they should you yeah. know even if it's just in our heart eventually that will result into our hands and into our actions yep. so i think that when it comes to even just stewarding our desires we don't do it in a in a way where oh because just god told me to but it's because i want to love my wife yes. and i want to love god that's and right. when we don't steward our desires well we fail to love god and to love our wife in the way that they deserve that is a, such a great point and so samson had all of these choices that he made along the way each mm -hmm. step was a choice right and and that's why Jesus says here, it's not just about committing adultery with your body, but it first starts in your heart, right? Mm -hmm. If you've even looked at a woman last week, you've already committed adultery in your heart. And that's that slippery slope, yep. right? You, you look, then the thought, and that's already a choice. And Jesus is far more concerned with what goes on in our hearts because it's always the heart that precedes the action. Exactly. So Samson probably already made a decision. I'm going to go over to her house because he thought about her, saw her, uh -huh. whatever. And then he every step was a succeeding choice that he made. And so we got to guard what we think about. We got to guard our heart because that will eventually lead to an action. And I also love the other point that you brought out that it's 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 about it's not about what we're losing, it's about what we're loving, mm -hmm. right? It's about loving our spouse. And, yep. and for you know, for some of you, those of you that are listening that are single, you're saying, Well, I'm not married, so can I just, you know, look and lust and all that? <laughs> the reality is that the way that we live now is laying a foundation for our future marriages, right? Mm -hmm. And if we are developing all these unhealthy habits and unhealthy attachments and, and lusts and all that, you're, you're weakening the foundation of your future marriage. There's a study that, that was out that showed that the more sexual partners a person has, the, the weaker their ability to pair bond with someone mm. else in the future, right? So the more times you've slept around, the more sexual partners, and, and, and if, it's, if Jesus is saying in the heart, the more times we've lusted after someone who's not our spouse, our ability to pair bond with our spouse eventually is weaker. And so then the foundation of your family is weaker. The foundation of the, 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 the love between husband and wife is weaker. And the foundation of your home, where your children will grow up in, is going to be weaker. So it's never too early to begin laying this foundation. And so I think that's, that's just another great point. There. Yeah. No, Pastor Billy, I mean, like, I, I love what you said, because I remember even before I met my amazing wife. Uh, shout out to her. Thank you, God. God bless me. But before I was even married and I was single, I remember a pastor told me, or he, he, he told me to always ask myself this question. If I was married right now, would my wife be okay with the way I'm interacting with this That's woman great. that I'm talking to? Mm -hmm. And that was a foundation that just kept me, and not perfect, but it kept me on that yeah. journey of progression where I reminded myself like, ah, I'm probably gonna have to tell my future wife about this if I end up doing this action. Do I wanna have that conversation? <laughs> and and that always reminded me, like you said, it's we're preparing for yeah. the future, You're for even the for those people that are single right now. So if you are single, just keep in mind your future husband, your future wife, or even if if you want to be single for the rest of your life it's just the way you love god is by continuing to be pure yep. so and you know i think it's no coincidence that, that like as you said we live in a sexualized culture mm -hmm. it's like the enemy is trying with everything he has to attack this area and to weaken the foundation of families right. and you look at the the, the the studies show that where the, the the nuclear family falls apart you know, kids are more prone to crime and right. drugs and all kinds of negative things where the nuclear family has fallen apart. And we live in a society now that doesn't value that anymore. Mm. And I think Jesus here and in our church is trying to revive this so that we lay strong foundations for our families so that we can thrive in a way that honors God and brings his blessing into our lives. And so, you know, I think I think this is super important for us to discuss and, and talk about. So, you know, look at the even the next question here. How is God challenging you to guard your desires to preserve blessed relationships in your life. What, mm. what is that area, you know? And, and you know, this may be a, 
hard area for people to to process or they may not want to share it i would encourage you to break your groups down maybe smaller you know because it's a lot easier to be transparent with two other guys especially for men i I can't speak for women but it's a lot easier to be transparent with two other dudes than to like seven or eight you know this past thursday we had like nine guys in our groups we broke up into three clusters and um, i can't imagine someone sharing you know i'm struggling with pornography right in front of eight other men like (laughs) you know what i mean yeah yeah half of them you barely know right but the two other guys i think it's a safe place and and we want to create that because uh, we want people to be able to share and then we can pray for one another after in this area where you struggle because again god wants us to have blessed relationships but if we keep it in the dark we're never gonna we're never gonna experience that absolutely no i think you're absolutely right and making it more intimate actually makes it makes it worthwhile and i think even some practical things we can bring up i mean some practical examples are i mean maybe to guard your desires spend less time on social media oh yes yep (laughs) i mean to guard your desires i mean and also guard what you look at Mm -hmm. and these and and even one thing that i've always done is i always thought about this is that it's not your fault if you just catch their glimpse in the first sight Mm -hmm. But it is your fault if you look twice. Yep. Because right when you look twice, you made that intentional decision. But with quick repentance, that happens. But it's the social media. But it's also maybe having somebody that you can trust and say, hey, I'm struggling with my lust or my addiction to pornography. Can you pray yep. for me? Yep. Because it's through the accountability, but also even through the moderation of social media yes. that can probably help us guard our desires. You know, so leaders, I want to highly encourage you and your tripods to get real here. Mm-hmm. Even, even in how you've succeeded in the past. Yeah. But even how you've struggled, I mean, don't have to perform like you're perfect at this, okay? You can share how you're continuing to struggle with this, but what are some measures you're taking, you know? And let's let's really encourage one another here. You know, I love what you said, cutting off social media, cutting off different things in our lives that lead us to sin. That cutting off your right arm, I think that's what it is, how you interact in the world, Yeah. certain behaviors that you do that leads you to sin. I was talking to a guy uh, years ago, and he's like, you know, I don't know why I, I, I keep battling lust, you know? And, you know, I go to the club and I try to fight lust and... <laughs> You know, I'm like, I, I can't. I'm like, wait, hold on. You go to the club and you're trying to fight lust. You got to cut that off. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what are you doing? You know, it, but, but you know, sometimes we don't think about changing our behavior in a way that would, because it's hard. All my friends are there. Yep. You know, you got to change your behavior if you want to stop that thing that's leading you to sin, you know? So one, you know, one practical thing, you know, I have this app on my phone that filters all my internet traffic and I really struggled with it years ago because mm. uh, a couple years ago, because it slowed down my phone so much because mm. <laughs> it, it literally filters everything, you know, it blocks out yep. stuff. Right. And, um, and, and it slows down my phone. I'm like, Oh man. But then this verse stuck out to me, like cut, it's better to lose your right arm, mm. you know? And, and you know, and it, so it's, so if, so if it costs slowing down my device, to, to, to help guard me from sin, is it worth it? You know wow. what I mean? And just sharing those different things in your group, you know, we need to do that because we got to help one another in a very practical way as well. So what are some uh, ways that God's challenging you now? What are some ways that maybe you've even experienced victory in the past? And, and let's encourage one another uh, in, in these ways. And, and leaders, be prepared to be transparent, even in where you're, you're not doing it perfectly because mm-hmm. there's grace there, okay? But, but we want to we experience God's victory in that. And then lastly, what is one takeaway from today's discussion that you can apply to your life? Explain one practical thing that each person can walk away doing. Maybe it is, I'm going to unfollow this person on social media, yeah. right? Or I'm going to spend less time on social media, or maybe I'm going to put a internet filter on my devices, whatever it is. Maybe it's, I'm not going to go to the club anymore. Hmm. Uh, maybe it's, I'm not going to talk to that coworker anymore. Whatever it is, we got to 
We got, let's, let's have everyone come away with a takeaway. What is one thing you'd want to share? Yeah, no, I mean, I think I think you worded it perfectly, Pastor Billy. And I think the one thing also is if we can put, if we can make sure that we prevent ourselves from being in a situation where we're tempted, mm-hmm. it's better to do that than to resist the temptation itself. Mm-hmm. So for even one example for me, like before I got saved, I mean, Usually when guys throw a bachelor party, they usually have stuff and people that they shouldn't have there. So I'm just going to just going to leave it there. And I remember when I first got <clears throat> saved, my pastor said, "Don't even put yourself in that in, in that beach house where they're having it." And I said, "But I'll be in the room and I'll lock the door and I'll be by myself." And he said, I guarantee you it's not going to work out. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, and and I realized that after I did that, there was such a blessing where there was so much breakthrough. But I think for some of us it's like we need to be able to take those hard we need to make those hard decisions where it can be painful at times. But at the end of the day, when we look back in retrospect, we'll be thankful that we made it. So whether if it's maybe getting off social media, whether if it's telling your small group leader, whether if it's getting an accountability partner, whatever it is, it's better to do something that's painful now than to regret it later on in the future. No, that's true. And you know, this this conversation may sound like a male-centric problem, but it's not. Yeah. You know, women struggle with, in this area as well. Um, and, and so ladies, you know, encourage one another and make it a safe space uh, to be honest and process where you're tempted. You know, maybe it's flirting with a coworker or, mm. you know what I mean? Just different things that, that, that will could lead us down there. You say, it's, well, it's not sin now, but it could lead to. And that's why Jesus said, it's not just about the act of adultery, it's the it's heart. The heart. Mm. Where is your heart going with this? And we need to cut off not just the act of adultery, but the things that will tempt our heart in that direction. Right. Right. And so what are those for you? I think all of us are tempted in some way, shape, or form. And let's just create a safe space where we can begin to process this. There's no condemnation, right. but we want an open, open space to share honestly so we can encourage and challenge one another so that hopefully we never get to the point where, you know, where we, we're now living in regret yeah. right and if you've made mistakes in the past hey there's grace there and Absolutely. here's what i love the whole easter story the whole resurrection of jesus was to wash those mistakes away so don't live in condemnation neither make sure no one walks out of your group feeling condemned for their past but challenged about living pure in their future mm. right god forgives us of our past now let's move forward in holiness because of what he's done for us he's purchased us so now let's live in light of that redemption. Amen. Amen. So hopefully that was an encouraging, uh, helpful thing for you. You know, we have Easter coming up this weekend and I hope you're excited. Uh, we have a whole bunch of services at all of our sites and our congregations. Uh, go to pearlside.org slash Easter for information. But let's be encouraging our guests, family, friends. We got a great testimony that's going to be shared, by the way, at all of our congregations that I know will bring hope. And so let's let's be inviters, let's be bringers, and let's make this an amazing Easter where we help people experience the love of Jesus Christ together. Thank you, leaders, for all that you do. Yes, thank you, everyone. We love you. God bless you. God bless you. Have a great week. Bye.